Ever wish you were someone else? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Jeffrey McCall, who was on our previous show, who didn't like how he was born as a man, so became a transgender woman named Scarlett. Hmm. You know, for me, I honestly wanted to be someone else most of my life. I didn't like, like when you were younger. When I was younger and as I was getting older, I didn't like who I was. Mm. And I thought if I could just be like that person, I'd be happier. If I could have what they have or act how they act or have that personality. And there were times where I even thought I hated being a girl. I mm. hated being a woman. You know, it's so much easier for guys. <laughs> um, so I struggled a lot with that, wanting to be someone else. Yeah, I think a lot of people just everywhere, wherever, you know, you come from, when you see other people and their lifestyles, you can become discontent with who you are. Mm -hmm. You can come to the point where you just wish you were somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know, or had what someone else had or was in someone else's situation. Yeah. And that just really, you know, we just can easily become so discontent with ourselves and start to hate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets really bad is when you do start to just basically hate yourself and have that self-loathing and hatred. Mm -hmm. And it's just a spot of unhappiness. Yeah. But you know, the Bible says in Psalms 139, 14, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And when we realize that God made us and he didn't make us bad, he fearfully and wonderfully made us. That means you are beautiful. You are amazing because you are the only one that is going to be you. No one else. That is so true. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's hear from Jeffrey after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Jeffrey McCall, and he had uh, same-sex attraction. He was transgender and was on his way to having gender reassignment surgery. At 12 years old is when the attraction began, and it progressed from there. But he found himself very empty, no matter how many men he dated, No matter how much he did as a drag queen who went by the name of Scarlet, nothing seemed to fulfill, not drugs, nothing. And so we're going to find out more from Jeffrey and how things changed in his life. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Now, I understand that as you talk to the psychologists and the psychiatrists, that you were going through all this counseling and you really were hoping to have gender reassignment surgery. As that happened, you went to a deep, dark pit and felt very suicidal, ended up in the hospital and got out. Tell me a little bit about how things felt after you got out of the hospital. Yeah. So after I got out of the hospital, I just kind of jumped back into the same things I was doing. I really wanted to start living my life as fully as Scarlet and I wanted to have the surgeries, but I didn't have the funds at that time. So I was just going from one guy to another, dating some older man, even that I thought may pay for some of the surgeries. And things just progressed with my life with Scarlett. And then one night in the spring of 2016 was when I had the encounter with God. Wow. Now, let me ask you a question. I know that you were really putting your body out there, trying to find love. You even said you were a prostitute at one point. 
Do you find that there's a lot of that happening with people who are transgender or looking for love? Yeah, well, I can't speak for everyone, but I know that it has been commonplace with transsexuals and mm. some transgenders to live a life very promiscuous and put themselves out there. And I know that I did. It's kind of hard also to work a regular job when you're transitioning because mm. you haven't transitioned. So you're going by one name, your ID may say another. So there's multiple factors in it. And also just the bullying or other type of verbal abuse you would get in public. Yeah. So I know that as I was in graduate school and living in Scarlet, I just would be drunk, messed up on drugs and would just sell my body for money or just oh. go out with guys who basically I knew they were paying for everything that I was doing and going and all that stuff. But at the end of the day it was paid for back from me and set so i prostituted myself very much so Mm. wow you know there was a pastor that you would secretly watch as you were in college as a grad student during this time you were looking for hope anywhere you could find it there you were and you had a very powerful thing happen in your life an encounter that changed your life can you tell me a little bit about what happened Yes, ma'am. I had an encounter where I was actually in my apartment. I had a one-bedroom apartment. I lived alone, and I was there one night alone, and I remember I was, like, walking into my bedroom, and I was just weeping. It was very late at night. I was by myself, and I just started crying out to God. You know, I grew up in church and stuff, but my thought and version of God was, like, He's up there, and I'm here, and even if I believe in Him or believe of Him, like, He doesn't communicate, really, you know? And so— I just lay down on my bed and I was weeping and I just said, God, I know that there are people who truly live for you. Something in their life changed. I said, not just go to church. I said, something changed in their life. People that shouldn't have hope and joy and love and peace and all these things, they have it because something real happened in their life. And I said, God, I know there's people out there like that. I believe they are. But I said, will I ever be? Like it came out of my mouth and I was just like, God, will I ever live for you? And all of a sudden, all my thoughts went silent. Everything was still and just peace. And my thoughts just bowed down when he spoke. And he spoke so clear across my mind. I heard a voice strong say, yes, you will live for me. It was strong. It was clear. It was so clear. And when he spoke, Uh you don't have to be told that it's God. And you know in your heart and your spirit and your soul, you know that the person that created you in your mother's womb spoke to you. And he said, yes, you will live for me. And that's all he said. He didn't say anything else. And I had been weeping. So I was kind of like almost in a little shock. Like, what? Why would he? (laughs) You know, I didn't even know for sure he was real. And now he's speaking. He spoke to me. Yes, I will live for him. And even though that was all he said, he said I would live for him. So there was this part of me that like all of a sudden had hope. Wow. That is so powerful to hear the voice of God. And on our show, we hear it over and over that God speaks to people when they cry out. And that's where you were in a desperate situation. And he met you where you're at. How did things start to change in your heart, your mind, and in your life? Yeah. So things just began to change and I started questioning things and I started feeling like a conviction on things that I was believing and doing. And After graduate school was done, I moved back to Nashville and I was continuing living as Scarlet even after this encounter and just promiscuous and doing the same thing. And then just one night I was like, I have to move to Georgia with my dad and like get away from everything. And I need an internal change. I just knew that I could not continue to live like this. 
And that summer I was at a lake house with my dad and his friend and this overwhelming feeling came over me to be baptized again. And it was just such a heavy presence. And so I did, I asked them to baptize me that day. They drove me in a boat out into an island on the lake and they baptized me that day. And my life just continued to move forward. And now with this sex change that you were going for, what ended up happening with that? And did your mind change or did you end up going forward? Yeah. So like my mind started changing on it. And one day it was in June of 2016, I threw away my life of Scarlet. I threw away my hair, my clothes, my makeup, all my shoes, my dresses, just everything that I had, all of my stuff, like jewelry, my earrings. I mean, I just threw it in a dumpster and I was like, I just don't want to become Scarlet. Like there's something about Jeffrey and me being Jeffrey Mm. that God created me to be. God didn't make a mistake. He created me as Jeffrey. And so that's how my life just transitioned away from that. Jeffrey, you were on a search for love and peace. And do you still find yourself looking for that in people and men? Or did you find that fulfillment? You know, I found that fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And I found out that no one died for me but Him. Not a man, not a woman, not my parents, not my family, not my friends, not pastors, even though I looked up to that Jesus Christ of Nazareth in Jerusalem years ago, that He died for me and for all of my sin. And that He said, I'll lay it on myself. I'll take up all of your life. I love you that much. And what I realized is that was a love that no one in the whole world could offer me. And it was the deepest form of love. Sacrificial love is the deepest form of love. And he sacrificed himself for me. So I'm falling in love with him more every day. And he teaches me and he grows me. And there's no greater love also than, you know, falling in love and learning the love of God because it's a love. It is unlike anything the world could give you. And so that's what I'm passionate about and follow. And am I all the way there? Of course not. I have so much to learn and grow in so much even more to experience of Him. Wow. Uh Well, we're going to pray for those who are listening who may have same-sex attraction or they're confused, they're not sure, but really they're just feeling empty and trying to fill the void, whether it's drugs or whether it's relationships. We're going to pray for them right now. And Jeffrey, thank you so much for sharing what God has done in your life. Thank you so much for having me. Here we're hearing a story of how someone who had same-sex attraction and was diagnosed with gender dysphoria before he got a sex change actually had an encounter with God, began to change, even tried to live the old way. But as God got into his life, God transformed him. And I love what Jeffrey said. He said, I threw away Scarlet and I wanted to find out who God made me, who I really was. And that's Jeffrey. Mm. You know, I think there's someone listening. And I think all of us, as we're listening, we're saying, gosh, who really am I? Mm-hmm. God, who did you really make me to be? Yes. Who am I? And we know, Lord God, that we can't just form or shape ourselves, but we truly need to know the one creator who created us and shaped us a specific way. Yeah. So Lord Jesus, for all those who are listening and saying, you know, that's me. I want to know who I truly am. Jesus, we come to you. We ask for you to come into our lives Mm -hmm. and to really illuminate our minds to truly know who we are in you, Lord Jesus. So we choose to take a step forward to be in you 
And Jesus, we ask you to come into our lives. We receive you. We believe in you. We repent of all confusion or the past. And we come into you, Lord God, as you're coming into us. Mm -hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.